in some cases, landlords might require first month's rent, security deposit, and a last month's rent at move-in. Hello, property management brainstormers. It's Bob Preston here, your host, and welcome to 5-Minute Friday. FMF is a mini podcast series where I offer my best tips and advice regarding questions I frequently get from property managers, real estate investors, and landlords. I do this every Friday in five minutes or less. So if you're new here, consider subscribing to get all my quick advice and updates. And let's get started with today's FMF. What's going on, everyone? We're going to jump right into our topic for the FMF today, and that is how to prorate rent. Standard practice when renting a home is prorating the rent rate if the tenant occupies the rental unit for only part of a month. In the state of California, where I'm a broker, rent is always prorated on a 30-day month, even if that particular month happens to be 28 days as in February or 31 days as are many months. So, for example, if the rent rate of a property is 1500 a month and the tenant occupies the rental for only 10 days, the prorated rent amount would be calculated as follows. You'd take 1500 divided by 30, that's $50 a day. You would multiply that then by the 10 days the tenant is in the property. So the rent for the month would be $500 for the partial month. Utilizing a first month proration system, the tenant would owe only that prorated amount at move-in for rent. In the previous example, that would be just $500 for the partial month. So here's the dilemma. If your practice for moving someone into the property is first month's rent plus security deposit, is it a good idea to only take that prorated amount, that $500 as the first month? You may have incurred all kinds of different expenses in getting your property listed, or perhaps there's a leasing fee involved that you need to pay to a real estate agent or a property manager. And, you know, just taking that prorated amount might leave you short and paying some of these upfront obligations you have or that you committed to just to get the property rent ready in the first place. So another way of handling that scenario would be utilizing what is called the second month proration method. With second month proration, it is written into the lease that the tenant pays a full month at move-in plus security deposit. In the example we've started with, that would mean $1,500 in rent is collected for the first month, even though the first month occupancy is only 10 days. This is a more conservative way of handling a move-in because it requires a larger amount up front from the tenant before they get the keys. That prorated amount of $500 for the 10 days is then due the second month of the lease. At that point, all things are even and rent is paid as normal for the following months on the first of each consecutive and respective month. Of course, in some cases, landlords might require first month's rent, security deposit, and a last month's rent at move-in. That is not as common anymore for us in California, particularly in San Diego, because of the escalating rents. It would be, gosh, almost as much as putting a house down payment just to move into a rental. So it's not done that commonly. However, if there are extenuating circumstances about the particular tenant, maybe they're starting a new job or maybe their credit rating isn't quite as high as we would like to see, or maybe they're from another country and don't have a credit rating, something like that, sometimes we will require first and last month's rent at move-in. You have to ask yourself, is it fair asking for the first month to be the full rent 
rather than the prorated amount, or might that indeed in this case be excessive? But overall, this helps the landlord cover these obligations we talked about previously, also provides additional assurance that the tenant can afford a full month rent payment when you use the second month prorated system. And it's similar to putting more money down to qualify for a mortgage. That's kind of how I look at it, right? To move into this property, you have to be able to afford it. And to make sure you're able to afford it, we're going to want one full month as a rent payment at move-in. If not collected in advance, then there might be a higher chance the tenant may fall behind on rent payment. So this is the method we work with at North County Property Group and find it works well in lease or month-to-month scenarios. We hope you'll find it useful too. That's it for 5-Minute Friday. Thanks for joining this episode, TGIF. If you're new here, please click on subscribe. And it would also be great if you'd give us a like or a positive review. And I tell you what, we will catch you next Friday. Thanks for joining FMF.